and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 90 of the Whatever Show. That's right, this week, folks, the devil put dinosaurs here. Um, we got a lot to talk about because we've been off for a long time. As you might have noticed, uh, the recording schedule has been, been a long time. Yeah, it's been a little sporadic, and it's entirely my fault. Um, I think we talked about this on the last episode. Uh, I've been moving, and I've recently reopened uh, a, a very popular restaurant at this point. And so my, my life has been devoted to moving or, you know, moving customers. And uh, so here we are, um, some, I don't know, four weeks out or something like that. Uh, but we should be back to a regular recording schedule uh, starting like right now. So, uh, what are we talking about? He this says week? regular, but this is Monday. This is not regular. Well, I mean, regular-ish. Uh, <laughs> it's within an order. It's within an order of magnitude of regular. So, that, which is better than what we've been doing so far. So, or I've been doing really. Um, yeah. So, anyway, I, I, we got a lot to talk about this week. I think um, we're going to talk about how the devil did, in fact, put dinosaurs here. Uh, I think that's going to be a rousing discussion, and uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We get some DC news. We're going to talk Arrowverse, uh, Flash, Supergirl news. Um, Wonder Woman's going to be in Flashpoint. I don't know what that is at all. So I'm looking forward to you telling me about that. Um, Marvel. We get a lot of Deadpool news this week. We got some set photos, or really character photos of uh, both Domino and Cable, and those are looking tight as hell. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And then Matt, Matt caught up on a lot of things this week. Uh, Stranger Things, Preacher. Uh, you also did pre- uh, uh, Prometheus and Covenant. Um, so I look forward to seeing your thoughts on that because I haven't seen Covenant yet. Um, but uh, it, it appears, at least from what I can see from the outside and not having actually watched the movie, that it's a little bit of a dumpster fire. So I, I look forward to you you know, telling me if that's true or not. Even a little bit of video games at the end. Uh, Evil Genius 2. Roland does look kind of badass. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm looking at the picture for you. Vamping, yeah. Yeah. And, and oh, I, I, I'm putting this in the show notes right now too, but I also want to talk about The Long Dark, which is a video game on Steam that just came out of early access and is pretty rad. So stick around, we got a lot for you. I. Alright, um, so. Let's talk some science. Bitches. We should. Let's talk some science. Um, and we I, have Mr. White. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. The only way I think we can get more scientific than this is if we were actually, in fact, Bill Nye, the science guy. Um, because this lady, the, in our first link in the show notes here, that's at whatever.co slash 90, she has got the science down, let me tell you. <laughs> um, she's got drywall. She's saying things. Some of them are words that you, that sound scientific. Like she says carbon 14, which you, you know, you're thinking carbon dating and stuff like that. And she's talking about dinosaurs and evolution and stuff like that. So, you know, she knows her shit, right? Because she said some of the words. Uh, she, she, I think even hinted, you know, she said like calcium and limestone. And those are like things that, uh, that exist in the scientific world. Um, so man, she's definitely nailed this, I think. So Matt, walk us through exactly if, how she just completely vivisects, uh, the study of dinosaurs over the last, uh, several hundred years i think if i were natalie i would be asking you if you're doing sarcasm right now yeah i am i'm doing a little i'm doing a little sarcasm um yeah no this this video we put it in here so you could watch it so you could suffer the same fate as the rest of us um i'm not gonna lie I spent a good portion of time checking out this chick's rack as she was talking. <laughs> um, that's that's her. You know, like there's a lot of women where they're like, "Hey, I'm not just my rack. It, this, you know, I've got brains too." Uh, she she does not have that to say for. She her. might as like, well have just talked with her boobs. Yeah, it, it would have been more more coherent. In yeah. fact, if the boobs ran the show, I think we probably would have gotten more actual brain power. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So this lady's wrong on all sorts of different levels. Um. She talks about how fossils aren't really bones. Yeah, Number that's, one, like, that's like her opening statement. Yeah. 
See, you know, I, I don't even know if I can specifically talk about this video. This is basically all of these types of videos, like the whole creationist dinosaurs are false, like flat earth kind of things. Like the first thing they do is immediately toss out hundreds and year of years of science and, you know, repeatable studies um, that show the thing exists and then go off on a complete tangent that doesn't make any sense. So this lady, for example, says, you know, basically, well, let's start with fossils. Fossils, they can't be true. Um, you know, basically what they do is they, the, 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 the paleontologists, if you want to call them that, they take their rocks and they chisel out the dinosaur bone out of the rock. And it's like, no, that's, that's not, that's not how any of this works. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Um, and, and so it just, it, it makes your brain hurt to listen to. It does. It does. Um, the, the, the sad fact is, is like, there are really people that think this. Oh, there, there are, are at least 72 of them, as we discovered <laughs> yeah. in the second link, because there's a petition yeah. uh, to ban the teaching of dinosaurs in schools. But I, I like, you know, I just I want to talk about for a second. I'm glad to see that the community is organized against this so much as so to uh, have founded a website called Christians Against Dinosaurs dot com. Um, there's enough people that they can have their own website, uh, you know, basically debunking dinosaurs. Uh, you know, I really think, though, Dude, they don't need another we have video. a website. Oh, we do. And there are two of us. Yeah. Um, but this, it looks put together. Three Look, of us, if this, you count the this, listeners. This appears to have 918 views. 918. Uh, so they're going places. Yeah. Well, you also didn't read the 916 comments about how stupid this lady is underneath the videos either. So, oh, I'm sure. I mean, At some point, this must have hit Reddit or something like that. Because it, it's just, wow, man. I think that might be where um, I found it. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, dinosaurs definitely aren't true, though. I mean, this, this lady's got a bucket of drywall, and she she claims that you just you put that you form that together into a fossil, and then boom, with spackle, with spackle, and nobody's gonna know the difference. the The funny thing is, too, is she keeps talking about like the paleontologists and like all these millions of dollars on the line, and so they just created these things because they wanted their money. I'm like, yeah, because I remember the first time I met a rich fucking paleontologist. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we are, we are discussing all about the 1% and the, the, that sweet, sweet paleontology money they're, too. They're you fucking know. Squ swimming in Scrooge McDuck money, man. They definitely, um, uh, you know, paleontologists, they, they stop there, you know, busy day of hookers and blow and, and, and just, you know, uh, uh, spreading the cheese, you know, like, uh, Jay-Z. Car um, carve another shin bone out of that granite we just gave yeah. you, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> we need, we Let need the another. interns do it. We need another we couple grand. Hookers. Yeah. Um. Carve me a shin bone. Um, yeah. So anyway, the the whole thing, the whole thing just comes from a place of like, it it, it it's funny because it sounds like, you know, like to these people, this must sound logical, but it, like you have to ignore so much logic to get to there that it, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, now, there is a theory that this lady is not legit. I mean, and I, and I don't mean like not a legit scientist i mean like that this lady is is like not legitimately this stupid like she doesn't actually believe this stuff like oh i can see that like she's just uh, uh trolling youtube for hits yeah 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 there is there is that theory um and i don't know man you have to read some of the or watch some of their videos because some of them like really do kind of seem like that um others not so much this one this one doesn't seem like she's smart enough to be just trolling for for hits on youtube if she if, if this is a troll um i, I commend her in fact um because it's she's, working she's got an acting acting future somewhere um we've also got another link in there um this is a change.org petition um which of course as we know is the most effective uh, uh method for bringing about change in, in modern society change.org petitions 
Um, and th- this one is... It can also we... inadvertently get you signed up to um, Elizabeth Warren's uh, mailing list. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Happened to me. This this actually... Uh, this petition, though, that we're linking here is uh, to ban dinosaurs in our schools. Um, this is another entire... Uh, you know, this guy has really got all of his scientific facts together. <laughs> Uh, I just want to I want to read you the first one because it is so well thought out that it completely eviscerates the whole uh, rationale behind dinosaurs and fossils and, and the whole thing. Um, so, number one, there are no mention of dinosaurs in the Bible. Zero. Yes. Uh, none. Um, did you mention do you remember the chapter in the, 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 the Bible about cell phones? Yeah specifically yeah obviously yeah. you must because otherwise they wouldn't exist right, uh, right. yeah definitely um, so this is number four i think is my my all-time favorite from a scientific standpoint scientists claim dinosaur bones were made out of fossils i.e rocks if dinosaur bones were made out of rocks they'd be too heavy to stand if you had bones made out of rocks you'd be dead <laughs> doesn't it come across like it's written like a by a six-year-old yes yeah um and i like the scare the scare quotes scientists claim you know scare quotes yes. dinosaur bones were made out of fossils uh, scientists you know, say rocks. there are no dinosaurs around today because they were killed by an asteroid do you think a single asteroid could really kill all of them it could maybe kill 20 if they were all close together but that's it <laughs> apparently he's never seen the uh documentary armageddon yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that, that was some serious shit the the whole asteroid thing um yeah, or seen a single episode of Star Trek. <laughs> no, not not a one. Um, like, man, th- th- this whole thing, this whole thing reads like a troll. It's so funny. <laughs> I, I I wish this is a troll. I I don't think it probably is a troll, but I I really wish it was because it hurts. It hurts your brain to think about. Um. um yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Should we move on from from these the. <laughs> This, uh, uh, you know, propaganda, this paleontology propaganda uh, about this false dinosaur things, because we, I don't want to, I don't want to give the paleontologists their hits, their, their, you know, their money. Um, I don't want people listening to this podcast and saying, oh yeah, dinosaurs are definitely real. I'm going to go give a paleontologist $10. Uh, I don't want that. Um, so should we move on? Maybe talk some DC I do. stuff. If you happen to know a paleontologist, <laughs> give him fucking 10 bucks for me, please. It, and, and yes, we made it through that whole segment without talking about Ross Geller. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's talk DC. Let's talk a little, a little bit about the Arrowverse crossover for this coming season. Yeah, so I know nothing about this. So tell me a little bit about it, and I'll read the link a little. I know some things. Um, okay. I know it's going to happen in November. Nice. Um, I know that Arrow is moving to Monday nights for this crossover only, just just for this one week. Um, That's actually so not a bad idea. The first night will be Supergirl and Arrow, I believe, and then the next night will be uh, The Flash and Legends. Nice. Um, I also know that the crossover is a legitimate crossover and will legitimately start in Supergirl and not in the last five seconds of it. That is brilliant because we, we, I, I wouldn't even call it a crossover the way they did it before. At least not, you know, all three episodes. Obviously, Supergirl was a big part of They're the, like, look, the it's next a couple, but yeah. Credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Cisco's here. Done. Yeah. That's a, that's a crossover, folks. We're out of here. Um, so that's exciting, actually. I'm looking forward to that. It seems like they may have learned from their mistakes, or it could legitimately have just been that the production schedule was such last year that they just couldn't do a proper crossover episode, um, at least in the Supergirl universe. Uh, you know, Supergirl having changed hands and all that kind of stuff, uh, that may have been just not a possibility. I, I, I think they were still trying to find their feet on the C-dub a little bit for I that. I think so. I think you're probably right. Um, and that we know that the um, overall theme for the crossover this year is going to be romance, it says. 
Oh, great. We we definitely, nobody's ever had any problem with I romance on CW. I think that means CW. Felicity might be in all four episodes. I think it probably does. And, and she's she's just going to be sitting there. Oh, but Oliver, to Oliver, be fair, no. I like Felicity whenever she's in the Flash. I do. Uh, <laughs> so. it, they should just keep her there because she's much less annoying there. Just trap her in the Speed Force. Have her go in the Speed Force so that Barry can be free. That would be great. And then Felicity could live up to her ultimate potential. Because as we know, um, she is carrying the entire CW-verse. Um, so it makes sense that she would make the noble sacrifice. And You're really wearing your sarcasm pants tonight, man. I got them on. You're bitter. I do. You're bitter. You haven't recorded I in a do. while. I don't I think haven't. you've been able to vent for a while. I got a lot of snark. I got a lot of snark <laughs> saved up. Um, I've been yelling at my kids more, uh, but they, they don't, they don't have the, the witty comebacks. They don't have the repartee to, to hang. So. Oh, I don't know. Um, Ellie's pretty just, tough. I, I know. Well, Ellie, <laughs> that's true. She hurts my feelings sometimes. Um, goddamn. Anyway, um, yeah, so CW vs. Crossover. Um, I'm excited they're doing a proper one. I guess that's all, you know, they're, they're, in the romance thing, uh, I don't know about that. We'll see. Um, I don't know what this season coming up is going to look like, and that could work, uh, if done well, but, Generally speaking, when you start talking about CW superhero shows and the whole romance angle, I kind of like, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then in the, in other news, not necessarily pertaining to the crossover specifically, but uh, pertaining to the Flash and some Supergirl news here, we have um, uh, Cisco Ramon himself has come forward to saying that there are some parts of the team that are not going to be on board with his solution to get Barry out of the Speed Force. So there's going to be a little bit of uh, dissension in Ooh. the ranks. Ooh, I like it. Um, for that. Unfortunately, um, some bad news for Supergirl is um, we don't get Maggie Sawyer back this year um, as a series regular. Unfortunately, she was too busy to commit to being able to um, Maggie sign a contract. Maggie Sawyer is the... Which one? That is um, 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 Kyler Lay's uh, uh, girlfriend. Oh, uh, the girlfriend. Yes. Yeah, okay. That does... that. Yeah, I don't really care, honestly. I mean, um, that was an interesting route to go with that, that character whose name I can't even remember. Uh, Floriana um, Lima. Yeah. Interesting route to go with that character, but uh, again, it's a side show. Sort Maggie of thing. was her name in the show. Floriana's the actress's name. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Um, yeah. No, I actually really enjoyed it, and here's why. Um, it was... Considering how ham-fisted Supergirl was about getting social messages across in the first season... Go ahead. The relationship between um, Maggie and, and uh, oh, God, what's her name? What is her name in the show? Alex? Alex. Alex Danvers. Shit, um, I got that one. Was, was less so. And it actually kind of seemed like it was um, important. Yeah, but it still was ham-fisted like uh, um you know like I, I like i like that they tried to do something in- interesting with the character because alex was kind of a boring character um and baby it, steps bro baby steps yeah but um yeah they're still they're still pretty ham-fisted they're at least canadian bacon fisted over there i mean maybe but yeah. but it wasn't done distastefully i don't think and i think no, it was probably no, they did okay it just i think it was probably the right time I, the, supergirl just needs to focus a little bit harder on the whole show don't tell thing like a lot yeah, but that was part of Alex's character progression. I think if it wasn't, I think if it had come out like from the beginning of the show that 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 she was gay, then like it 
wouldn't have been such a big deal. Yeah. Um, but like the whole coming out was part of her character. And, oh yeah, and, for sure. That was, that was actually, I think an so. interesting arc because there's not a lot of shows where you've had a prominent character come out on screen. Um, you know, obviously Alan did it, but, um, but then she got canceled and blackballed by Hollywood for like fucking 12 years or something. So yeah, something ridiculous like that. So, um, at least there's a little bit of progress in that they can show that on screen and it's now something interesting and not really a showstopper whatsoever. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't. I don't got anything else on that. You want to talk Wonder Woman? Yeah, Wonder Woman to make an appearance in Flashpoint. So unless you're living under a rock, uh, news out of Comic Con this year is that DC's, um, well, let's call it much maligned Flash movie <laughs> at this point um, is not going to be just a Flash movie. It is going to be Flashpoint. That's an interesting way to go. Um, they have. There's been speculation, like mad speculation, and we're kind of going to go right from one topic into another here um, in these show notes. But um, Wonder Woman Gal Gadot has confirmed that she is going to appear in Flashpoint, although to what extent, we don't know. Um, now, if you read the comic book Flashpoint, you know that Wonder Woman was actually a pretty important character for that because she and the um, Amazonians were full on at war with Atlantis. Yeah. Um which, if you think about it, if they go that direction and we get Momoa in it as well, like, we're going to see them in Justice League and then we could actually see them, like, at war with one another in Flashpoint since it's an alternate reality kind of a thing. And that could be really interesting, actually. Does it feel like a little bit like DC's just trying to go at you with no lube? Just, like, bend you right over and just get it all in there? It feels like they're scrambling around to do whatever the fuck they can to not ruin another fucking franchise. I mean, it, it just look at the stories they're trying to tell, like Suicide Squad. That's not a that's that's you know you got to ease people into Suicide Squad. You got to give them a little back rub first and, w- and like get them there. I mean, if I was Marvel and I did things in phases, I think Suicide Squad probably would have been a phase two project for me rather probably than phase at one. At least phase but, two, phase three, probably. I would say probably phase three because it'll take you that long just to yeah, build up. People would have said that about history. Guardians though. If if wasn't Guardians they weren't oh, successful. Yeah, I guess Guardians was phase it two. It was phase two. Okay. So, but even then, like, no, you know, so I'm sticking with it because uh, Guardians is a different property because you, you don't need any of the other Marvel superheroes to do Guardians. And they show that, that is true. That is um, true. You, with Suicide Squad, having a bunch of villains without having any of their, um, you know, superheroes associated with them is kind of a little bit stupid. Um, and now the same thing. Flashpoint. Flashpoint shouldn't be the first Flash story they're telling on the big screen. Like, I, I don't hopefully i love this movie hopefully this movie is really good but i don't agree on the 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 shallow basis that that that's not really a first flash story i don't think that probably is um either i know that whedon has been doing a lot more reshoots than they originally planned in fact i think it's cost uh, warner brothers millions at this point um to do the reshoots that he's doing the uh the other challenge here is that affleck has been kind of on board then not on board then on board like comic-con recently he said that he was and he was fully committed but he's also trying to get people to go see justice league as well so it's... i did just read something like that that he'd he'd re-opt basically to do three movies with matt reeves the the there's a, an unconfirmed source from within warner brothers that has said that he signed on to do three movies um not necessarily written directed by matt reeves but it's a trilogy that he's starting yeah um and that they're hoping that by the time that's done, that he'll um, actually kind of ease into uh, a supporting role in a Batman Beyond live action movie as old Bruce. Which would be cool. Um, it would be cool, but I don't know how you integrate Batman Beyond when they're still going to... Like, that's the thing, is they're still going to be wanting to do... 
Yeah, see, Batman Beyond was uh, far enough in the future that it'd be kind of difficult to have Batman Beyond coexist in, in you know, like regular Justice League continuity. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is is they're, they're speculating that the Flashpoint movie might be uh, a driving force in behind getting Ben out because they can potentially recast Batman. Yeah, for um, sure. With a, with a Flashpoint slash New 52 kind of um, arc. The other thing, too, is that um, it's not confirmed yet, but it is widely speculated that... Uh, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan has signed on to be Thomas Wayne again in the Flashpoint movie. Do it, <laughs> do it. So, um, oh man, now that I just thought about that, like, like I just got you know, like, ping, yeah, uh, six to twelve, right? No problem. Or yeah. uh, twelve to midnight. No other way. Uh, twelve, six. Yeah, no, six to twelve, six to midnight. Six to midnight. Yeah. Uh, which way do boners work again? <laughs> um. It's been a long few weeks, folks. It has. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And it'd be interesting, too, if they got uh, Maggie. I can't remember fucking Lauren. Oh, Lauren Cohen. Uh, Lauren Cohen was uh, Martha uh, yes. to play the Joker. I don't, you know, that's hard because um, when they cast that, I don't think that there was probably an idea of, like, doing Flashpoint Thomas Wayne Batman in there and doing, you know, like a Martha Wayne Joker. Um, she's got that smile, though. She could totally do it. She does. I think she could pull it off. I do. And she's I tall. Do. I do. Um, that, yeah, that could be good. That could yeah. be really good. So, um, but I am really excited because when they cast Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, as Thomas Wayne, I was like, well, that's, you know, they got kind of a big name to do a, a fucking opening credit scene, you know, like barely, barely an opening credit scene. Um, <clears throat> but I think he could make an awesome, like other world, you know, Batman. So, uh, Elseworlds, I should say, um, it's going to be uh, like, there might be a little Negan in there. There could be, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious if he just kept breaking character and slipping right into Negan. Like, um, From underneath the cow, he's like, you are scary as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Look at your fucking face. You are a work of art. God damn. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't fuck you, but, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, they should They should do that. Um, okay, so that has me a little bit more hopeful. Uh, but, yeah, I think generally speaking, um, Mar- DC is just trying to play catch up by just, you know, like... They're, they're skipping all the preamble. Like, they're skipping all the stuff that, you know, is really what made Marvel strong today. Like, the one of the things that I think that makes Marvel what it is today is you've got so much history built up with all of these characters. And uh, DC is sort of skipping all the history parts and going straight to some of the bigger stories of the recent years. Um, Flashpoint, you know, notably being one of the probably the most prominent stories of the last 20 years. Um and I, I don't know if that's a good move. I mean, maybe it'll work out for him. Maybe it is purely just like studio bullshit. Like we got to recast Ben Affleck's character um, because it's not going to work. Um, in which case, that's even more tragic. Like just figure out a way to do it properly. Last up in our DC section, we've got just kind of a fun link for you. Um, it's it's our favorite Batman, I think. I think I'm I, I'm probably not jumping the gun too much saying our favorite Batman, Kevin Conroy, um, doing the speech from the Dark Knight. Uh, the, the the end speech with him and Gordon. It, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and. It, I think that the that the other voice actor working opposite him must have been the voice of the show, the the animated series. Gordon could have been. Um, he sounds really wicked familiar. Uh, so I know he played at least some character in. Um, no, it's not Gordon. He didn't play Gordon because that's not. Maybe that was Harvey Bullock. He does sound like Bullock. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got IMDb that shit. Yeah. So anyway, while he's doing that, I, I, just we're gonna throw it in the show notes. You should check it out. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, Kevin Conroy, um, he just brings 
so much to Batman. I think just that voice, like it, it's one thing because, you know, of course we all have massive nostalgia for the animated series, but basically as soon as Kevin Conroy speaks, like I'm immediately, you know, like I hear Batman in my head. Uh, so same thing, like, like it's that scene in, I, th- I think it was originally in, um, what's it's fucking a show, uh, Batman Beyond. We were just talking about it. Um, when, uh, Bruce, lost his mind or something like that i can't remember exactly what it is but the way he knows uh that he wasn't himself is because that the voice talking to him in his head called him bruce and he's like yeah i don't call myself bruce you know i'm batman or or whatever i think he just alludes to it it's it's a pretty solid move um but it's the same kind of thing like as soon as i hear conroy i just hear batman like that that period full stop um so this is another fun link because basically Kevin Conroy could read every every spoken line from That's every Batman cool. ever and it'd probably be better. Like with maybe the ex- small exception of Adam West. Uh Adam West Batman is its own thing and uh that's I think the only thing maybe that Conroy couldn't improve upon. Yeah, because it's I mean they're two different Batman. Like oh, yeah. um that's We had Adam West and then we had Keaton, right? Like those were the two Batman we had up at that point. And then mm-hmm. a couple of years later they did the animated series and then all of a sudden we had this 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 deep batman voice yeah and we're just like whoa that's that's nuts yeah um but then it also was a really good blending of the two because it wasn't necessarily i mean it wasn't campy by any means um but it wasn't quite as serious as michael keaton batman it was more comic booky but not campy see i don't know conroy is is sort of the nexus for voice be- for me because um it it does come across with a certain gravitas to it um keaton's i think does come across as not serious to me but more wooden a lot of the time like uh i'm not even necessarily just talking voices i'm just talking like batman in general and why the animated series to me is what it is and 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 then conroy being associated with that is is so prevalent is and that and that is because it it took those two universes one of them that at the time I was all too willing to make fun of for just being camp, and the other one that I was all too willing to just be like, oh, that's so dark. Yeah. You know? I love it. But then this cartoon came out, and I was like, you know, that's Batman. And then, of course, that's Conroy's voice that's associated with that. So to me, that is Batman. Yeah. Uh, when I read a Batman comic book, that's the voice that I read it in. Um, same thing with Mark Hamill's Joker. Like, anytime there's lines in a comic book that I'm reading, like, it's Mark Hamill's voice that I hear. It's not as good as Heath Ledger was even it's not Heath Ledger yeah um, it's and it's it's not Cesar Romero you know <laughs> no it's never Cesar Romero <laughs> um yeah the, the the Batman voice thing like um I don't know we've 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 gone on about this for a really really long time but it's interesting to me because even you know it's like you can't do better than that um you know the 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 next couple of incarnations after that you know of course Christian Bale's Batman uh which probably I think had the worst uh, voice direction for Batman that I've so far um and then of course uh Affleck's Batman which just went with like the we're gonna do like a voice mod thing um which i think the the voice mod that they did with affleck i think was really the only way they could go without like a pajillion fanboys going oh that's so fucking stupid i mean if they would have if the only other way that i could have said that they should have gone with it is just do affleck's voice just have him have him go a, a little bit more baritone 
and then talk in a slightly higher register when he's Bruce. Like, yeah. Like Conroy does when he does Bruce. Basically, yeah. That like that would have been the only other way that I could have gone. Like the the voice changer route though was I think valid. Um, but I think the the hard thing about or and probably one of the major reasons why they didn't just do that is because it's just, it's just not Conroy. Like it, it's not far enough apart that you're just not going to be sitting there going, ah, yeah, Conroy did it better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back to talk about Marvel in just a second, but we gotta get some refills. Yeah. The one spec one piece of speculation was that they were gonna do like a, a Stallone Guardians movie, which we, I don't fucking know about that. I'm I guess we just have to keep our fingers crossed and hope he dies before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're back. Let's talk some Deadpool stuff. Um, You're totally gonna leave that in, aren't you, you asshole? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, we'll circle back, but we're gonna. I think we're gonna talk a little bit about Guardians today too, even though I don't have a link to go in the show notes. But let's talk Deadpool first. Um, so we are getting close enough that we're starting to see some cast photos from Deadpool two. Um, one of which is Domino. Uh, Domino looks great. Domino does look great. They went a different direction with Domino than I was thinking, especially because I've been reading um Weapon X. Yeah, and she's a character in that. Not that character. Like, no. uh, slightly different, but uh, I think she looks badass, and I think, um, I actually think she looks perfect for being in a Deadpool movie. She does. Um, I, I think I agree with that. So, then we also have some, uh, or a still, of, uh, Cable, Mr. Josh Brolin. See, and here, he looks fantastic, I mean, he just looks fantastic. N- yeah, this is, this is, I, I mean, ideally, like, when I was a kid in the 90s reading comic books, if there was, like, if, if. Like this is like my fan dreamt casting yeah. of Cable. Like I, I really can't I can't believe how perfect he looked as Cable. Um, like when I saw this, I was immediately kind of like on board because he's so so there. He's uh, he's almost got a got a little bit of a, a, a fucking Clay Morrow vibe going on. Yeah, he, he actually reminds me of the guy from the Blue Movie Avatar, the bad guy in that one, um, which is kind of like my first pick for Cable. Um, uh, which that I, was I everybody's say, first pick, but apparently he's committed to doing like seventeen more Avatar movies, so he yeah, get freed up to do it. Yeah, so he looks he looks a lot like that, which I think is uh, uh, definitely positive because that's what you want out of a good Cable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he looks sick as fuck in this. Uh, and uh, of course, the way this news broke is actually through um, uh, Ryan Reynolds' Twitter. Uh, I think he said something along the lines of like, everybody has that one, you know, crazy uncle from the future who kills everything. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I know I do. My family yeah. definitely has the, the future uncle that that's a little bit homicidal. I am the future uncle. So I oh, mean, yeah. I can there, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's, it's cool there. Uh, I think we're fine. Um I'm excited for Deadpool 2. I, I don't know Me that we too. have a lot of notes. There are a lot of things to talk about with this other than these two photos we're seeing out of them just show that, of course, they totally get the universe, um, which Deadpool uh, number one, of course, really showed. Um, so I'm looking forward to see what they do with their whole sophomore effort. So uh, Bailey and I were actually talking about this, and we looked at the lineup for the um, MCU movies coming out next year. Yeah. And like, they're coming out in close succession next year. Mm-hmm. Like we got February, May, and then I think July. Wow! And that's July would be like Avengers four, which, according to sources, is the end of the MCU as we know it, right? Um, but that's a pretty like February. They're opening in in February this next year, and like we were talking about it, and we're like, man, that's a ballsy move. Nobody does movies in February. I'm like, Deadpool did. 
And <laughs> now I'm kind of wondering if that's like the MCU is like, hey, people will go see a comic book movie in February. That's that's probably cool. Oh, they totally will. Like, I think a lot of these Hollywood norms you can just kind of toss out. Like, we're going to go on a little bit of a tangent here. But um, all of these, like, you know, sort of... Um, you know, best, best practices, wisdom from the past, you know, like, uh, if you want to, ha- you got to have your best show on Thursday night at 8 PM, you know, like that, that was true in like 1994. Uh, that's not necessarily true today. Like DVRs, dude, DVRs, DVRs are definitely a thing. Uh, more and more increasingly, I think we talked about this on the last episode. Uh, fuck DVRs because you can just go watch it when you want. Like all of these, you know, like sort of, uh, um, what are, what are they called? Uh, prestige series coming out of uh, a lot of the big companies today have no airtime. You know, when you look at Hulu and you've got, um, what's that? The Handmaid's Tale. You got Stranger Things over on Netflix, which we're going to talk about. You got Deadpool. You got, uh, not Deadpool, uh, fucking, why, why do I always, always do that? Daredevil uh, on, on Netflix, you know, with, of course, no airtime. Um, you, you've got HBO. I know, I know Game of Thrones has an official airtime and stuff like that, but I don't know how much, for how much longer that's going to be true. Like, I don't know how much longer it makes sense for them to have an official airtime and really live off a of cable. Um, it makes sense for the season premiere and that's it. It kind of does. Uh, because, you know, like, because you want you, that ratings pop because you're going to get it. You like, got to have a, you got to have a time when people know they can go watch it. Uh, although maybe you don't because you, then, you know, you have things like in this last year, um, I don't remember if this is 2017 or 2016, but Beyonce basically releasing an album just out of the blue. It's just like all of a sudden there's a new Beyonce album. Um, so I don't know that we're beholden to this, you know, previous like time frame thing. So I, I would not be too worried about releasing a February movie because when it comes down to it, people are going to go see it. You know what month Star Wars needs to come out in? Whatever fucking month it wants, because Star Wars is still going to make a bajillion dollars and whatever month it comes out in is not going to hurt it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, old speaking, media. Speaking of that, what are you doing in 11 days? What's 11 days from now? Don't hurt me. Defenders. Oh yeah. Um, I saw that today. I was actually, I started freaking out a little bit because I saw, um, premiere photos, um, you know, of the cast at the premiere for defenders. And I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Am I missing it? It was it Friday. Uh, and no, it's not. So 11 days. I'll actually be in a car on the way to Seattle, but wherever I sleep that night, I hope has Wi-Fi. (laughs) I sincerely hope so. If not, you better up your data plan. I'm just saying, um, yeah, I'll definitely be watching. Um, it usually drops on a Friday night, and I usually work on Saturday morning, so I'll at least watch the first episode for sure. Um, but you know, who knows? It's one of those things that, I like, if it's really good, I, I'm you know may just be really tired the next day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we were going to talk about Guardians a little bit. We were, um, because we got off on a tangent talking about how Black Panther comes out in February, um. Which I was going to get to a point too, real quick before you went off on your little story, and then and then we'll get back to to the fuck it, it's my shit. We'll do whatever I want. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> who's your core audience when you're making a movie like Black Panther or the Avengers? When you're making a movie like okay, one more time, who's your core audience when you're making a movie about comic book characters? Nerds, right? Do nerds care if it's raining outside to go see a movie? No, we do most of our shit indoors anyway. I mean, fucking the, like, the the only thing we care about is we have to leave our basements long enough to go see the thing anyway. Like that's the har- the worst part. Once you get out 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 of the basement, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we're just gonna go to another dark room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's fine. Yeah, we can handle it. Um, so yeah, February fine. Um, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Guardians. Let's talk about Guardians. Yeah, uh, so I'm probably actually gonna go watch Volume Two tonight because you know I got my Academy screener copy in the mail, so. Perfect. <laughs> the 
Um, so Guardians, there's a rumor uh, floating around. Not a really a rumor. I think James Gunn said this is going to be the end of the Guardians lineup as we know it. Um, and I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means like Rocket Raccoon's off the team or like they're going to do a real big shakeup and it's going to be like a whole bunch of new characters for the next set of movies. Um, it could go pretty much anyway. Uh, one of the pieces of speculation is that we're going to get like a prequel sort of uh, Stallone and uh, what's his fucking face with the whistle thing? Yondu. Uh, Yondu. Uh, um, like Mary pre- Poppins, y'all. Yeah, Mary Poppins movie. Um, we're going to get the the that that sort of Guardians movie. Um, I, I don't really know. Did you see he's rumored actually to be in uh Ultron? Or not Ultron, but uh uh Thanos, the Infinity War. Interesting. Yeah. No, I didn't. I mean, first off, there's lots of ways they could do it that that would totally work. Yeah. But um I guess first and foremost, probably flashback is the easiest way to do it, but Yeah, for sure. Um, um but yeah, that's that's cool, actually, because I think they gave the that character a lot more uh to to work with on this last movie. Dude, so good. Yeah. Um, um <clears throat> There, there were some. There were definitely looking back. I guess I'll have to check out my Academy screener as well of Guardians later. Um, but there, there were some flaws in that movie that I, I think on first watch I'm probably I didn't notice as much as I'm going to watch on the or I will on the second. I just laughed my ass off through the whole thing when I saw it, and so I plan on doing the same thing again. Yeah, um, that's a good. That's a good plan. I uh, I enjoy it a lot. Um, yeah, changing the lineup of it doesn't really seem like that big of a stretch to me. Uh, just because, I mean, you and I both know, like, you read X Men comics book comic books long enough, like the teams change up and things like that. You get different different uh, stuff going on. Yeah, so, for sure. I don't know that I'm necessarily bothered by it. Um, a ton. Uh, you know, no. I mean, they can change the lineup. It'll be interesting because with once you get into major movie movie properties changing the lineup is a little bit harder of a sell like uh when they say you know like my immediate thought when they said well, like avengers 4 is going to change the mcu as we know it or end the mcu as i know it um my 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 major first thought was oh i guess that's the last uh robert downey jr movie like it could be yeah uh and, and so the same thing when i think of guardians um it, it doesn't surprise me or wouldn't surprise me at all if in, in the comic all of a sudden um fucking star lord isn't the um main character in the book uh, um and i haven't read guardian so he may not even be the main character in the book now but it wouldn't surprise me if they switched out uh, uh star lord for a while and did something else uh but in the movies that'd be a huge fucking deal so uh i don't know it should be interesting i gotta imagine dave batiste is pretty nervous about that whole announcement yeah it's like oh shit <laughs> he's 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 said it on podcasts and stuff like that plenty of times that like the marvel movies are kind of his bread and butter like and then he can go do whatever he wants to do like do an art film or whatever because he can always come back to drax and yeah you know but yeah i wonder if he like read that and he was like uh what's vince's number again yeah hey pal <laughs> <laughs> you know how i said never mind um um you want to talk comic books for a minute i don't have a section in here on it but i kind of wanted to talk about a little bit of the things i've been reading lately i mean um, we can do whatever you want. So, been trying to catch up on Marvel stuff. I'm two issues away from being done with Secret Empire. Nice. Um, the series is really good so far. I'm enjoying it. But I'm also reading one that you're probably going to really want to want to check out um, because I know you've been reading the Weapon X series mm-hmm. since it's come out. Um, this is a crossover between Weapon X and the Totally Awesome Hulk, which is Amadeus Cho. Um, and it's weapons of mutant destruction. It's basically Stryker, um, and his little church have, um, built this laboratory where they're, in fact, building adamantium skeleton laced, uh, sentinels, kind of, uh, um, wow. with mutant powers. Wow. That are going after mutants and shit. 
Um, so it's it's uh, your core team is the totally awesome Hulk, um, who I'm reading a little bit more about now and kind of understanding his character a little bit more than I had before. And um, you have uh, Old Man Logan, Sabretooth, um, Lady Deathstrike, and oh, um, and then uh, James Proudstar. Fucking, I can't remember Warpath. Yeah, and then uh, Domino. Nice. So that sounds that that does sound like fun. It's fun. I'm about halfway through it right now, and it's it's pretty good so far. The Amadeus Cho Hulk is strange to me because he is kind of reminiscent of Hulk from like the 90s when he was mostly sentient like mm-hmm. he was still Banner but he was Hulk Amadeus Cho is very much the same way he is um, he has the same power levels as the Banner Hulk mm-hmm. but he's never tapped into them because he's never that pissed off because he's he's, he's, <laughs> he's still himself intelligent yeah yeah so oh did we talk about that last week Ragnarok did you see the Ragnarok trailer three yeah sorry we gotta go we gotta go off on a little tangent here no, um, that's fine just got to make sure uh thor ragnarok um their trailer three got released and it, it appears that we do get a talking hulk yeah yeah so that's exciting because um of course this is obviously now looking like they're doing a very planet hulk inspired thing here um although not exactly because i don't think thor well beta rage showed up but i don't think thor odin's son we're we're getting the aftermath of planet hulk i'm pretty sure yeah well it, it would be the aftermath of the um yeah planet hulk yeah, uh, with well, I can't even. It's not even really the aftermath of Planet Hulk because that was World War Hulk, and I don't think we're going to get World War Hulk. But yeah, um, but in Planet Hulk, essentially, um, Banner stays in Hulk form all the time, and uh, he, he can talk. He's he's fairly sentient, uh, um, as as which is quite a departure from what we've seen in the MCU so far. They've explained that though already. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the idea is that um, in order to survive, he has to stay in Hulk form. Yeah, because um, he's kind of out in space and shit like that. Doesn't really have any kind of like space helmet or anything, um, you know, depending on the different environmental conditions and whatnot. And so it's um, Banner, the way they kind of explained it, kind of half made it seem like he's learned to speak. But it also kind of makes it seem like there's the Banner side of his persona is like trying to present itself somehow because he can't be Banner. Yeah. So... Anyway, it looks badass. Yeah. Like uh, the, it's funny because as much as we both don't give a shit about the dark world, uh, I think Ragnarok is probably one of the movies I'm most looking forward to in the MCU right now. Yeah. In fact, I, I'll go so far as to say it just about is, with the exception of mm, I want to say probably Infinity War. Infinity War, I'm super fucking stoked about. Yeah. I, I, there's also new uh, new uh, interviews that have come out that said that actually nobody in the cast got full scripts for that movie either. So it wasn't just Tom Holland. <laughs> okay. <So. laughs> Which is even funnier because they just let him think that. I mean, well, and here's the thing. It was Elizabeth Olsen saying it. So maybe she's got a big mouth too. And maybe it was just those two. Who yeah. Knows? But it, like, that'd be funny if everyone else like Hemsworth is walking around like, yeah, we, I, we got we got the script. Yeah. I got the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, Ragnarok looks awesome. I'm looking really forward to that. Marvel, you know, I can't believe how happy it makes me the, the way that Marvel's been run and, and is running right now. Um, basically, everything that they announce, I'm just right on board for because it's all been pretty much golden so far. Well, and this is the funny thing about that whole Disney thing, too, is because Iron Man came out, right? Iron Man and, and Incredible Hulk both were actually pre-Disney. Yeah. Um, in fact, there was a few movies that were, there was quite a few of them that were pre Disney. Um, and then Disney bought them and they're like, Oh, there goes the fucking franchise. Yeah. No, 
In fact, I think the Avengers was the first one that came out under the Disney banner. I think you're probably correct, because wasn't Avengers 2013 or 2012? It was right around then. They they were so close. It was right around then that Disney bought them, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, That was the same feeling around Lucasfilm, too. When Disney announced they were going to buy Lucasfilm, I think having them have already uh, or had already purchased Marvel helped, you know, ease the tension there and make us feel like it wasn't going to be the worst thing in the world. Um, But... Disney actually surprisingly is doing really real well with those two properties. I, I think they've kept key players kind of in charge of those divisions. Like obviously Feige is still like super in charge over there and he was super in charge from the beginning mostly. I mean, Avi Arad was around for um Hulk and uh Iron Man, but then uh it was Feige that kind of took over well, for everything else. It's just kind of smart business too. Like when you're buying a franchise like, you know, Marvel, uh, even in 2011-2012 was basically it wasn't quite a license to print money, but it was like, oh, they're banging out hits. Like why why get in there and like gum up the gum up the works? Like you don't need to get in there and micromanage that. Just let them keep banging out the hits. Uh and so I think that's mostly what Disney's done. It'd be interesting. I'd really like to be a fly on the wall in one of those like boardroom meetings with Feige and, you know, some high up Disney execs and stuff like that and see how much you know capitulation or change there is based on what disney wants well and it says a lot about feige too um the fact that we even know his name oh for sure because i mean i couldn't really tell you like star wars was was huge but other than george lucas like i couldn't have told you like who the executive producers were you know for sure um you know rick mccallum obviously but uh, I, th- I think that's even a little bit unprecedented. Like, I'm not sure that th- th- I think one of the reasons we can't name another Feige is because there isn't another Feige. Like, there isn't another, you know, franchise out there that has as much critical control uh, from a non-directorial standpoint. Bullshit. Go for it. Rick Berman. Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. And Deep Space Nine. And well, Voyager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that one. Rick okay. Berman is entirely the reason that why the, why those series of, of shows have the feel that they do. Yeah. Um, I'll give you that one with the caveat that I don't think that... Maybe the even, general population doesn't know who Rick Berman is. That's what I was going to say. But I do. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people like that, uh, um, but that Feige is... Ju- I don't want to say he's a household name, but I think it's pretty likely if you're... He's close. Pass a... Yeah. If, if you're not just like a oh, uh, what's a Doctor Strange? I guess I'll go see that because I've got 12 bucks and uh, some time to kill. Um, but if you're like, a, oh, it's a Marvel movie. I got to go see that. I think there's a passing average chance that you know who Feige is. And I don't think that there's a lot of other people in Hollywood where that's the case um, because I don't think there's a lot of Feige's out there. Number one, because I don't think there's a lot of franchises. Like th- there are franchises out there for sure. Um, but then I don't think there's a lot of franchises out there that have sort of the the, the steam that Marvel does. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Yeah. That movie, that could go wrong in a whole lot of ways. Honey, do you want to see Doctor Strange? Is that that asshole stuck his finger up my ass? <laughs> no, he wasn't a doctor. Um, no, honey, you paid extra for that. Yeah. I believe you said please, please as well. Yeah. Um, I, I rewatched that movie recently. It's really good. Doctor Strange? Yeah, I still totally dig it. Um, I, I just, I went through Plex and created like an MCU playlist and put them all in in order and whatnot nice so which i don't know what i'm gonna do like when uh when captain marvel comes out because captain marvel is going to be a prequel really yeah i didn't know that yeah tell me more that's all i know do you want to know more yes um (laughs) did 
Did did you just pull the Starship Troopers reference? I believe I did. What am I fucking Casper Van Dien? <laughs> I was hoping you'd be the Denise Richards of this equation. Um, <laughs> no, you're totally Denise. <laughs> damn it. Or yes, I get. I guess I'm a lot prettier. Uh, yeah, so okay, yeah. this one. Possibly have various STDs from Charlie Sheen. Who knows? Possibly. Oops. Just banging that microphone like I'm Denise Richards. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. I, how? That, I mean, ha- well, no, I guess I guess that's not that shocking. They've done prequels before. I mean, Obviously, be the whole space, Captain so. America thing. Uh, they did a major, you know, uh, prequel in, in Captain America. Yeah. Um, well, so they're going to appear like in Infinity War first. So I think having it be a prequel to something makes a little bit of sense that way because she's going to show up in Infinity War and you'll be like, wow, who fuck's this chick? Um, she's cool. Um, actually, that's kind of fun too because that's going to be a little bit like the whole Wonder Woman and BVS and mm-hmm. then you get the Wonder Woman movie proper and hopefully it turns out the same way it did with Wonder Woman because now when I rewatch BVS, I like her character so much more because you've got the history with the character from mm-hmm. the, you know, the Wonder Woman movie. Um, and i uh, got to say, Probably one of my the the things I'm most excited for watching Justice League trailers is the Wonder Woman parts, um, which apparently she is also a big focus in some of the reshoots, um, but not as much so as like the Flash and Aquaman. Apparently, Whedon is focusing a lot on those two for some reshoots. Also, um, it cost them a lot of money to have Cavill do reshoots right now because he's got that fucking <laughs> they wicked mustache. CG, they have to CG his mustache out. Mustache yeah. gate. Um, that's a fun story actually um we don't have a link for this in the show notes either but uh apparently uh cavill is under contract to do mission impossible 6 and for that movie he's got a mustache a very prominent mustache in the movie and he cannot shave it because he's currently shooting for that so for the reshoots for justice league he's uh rocking the mustache in the superman costume and apparently the solution they went with is just fucking uh have him uh, uh cg the whole thing out so yeah yeah they thought about just leaving it That'd be awesome. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, Cavill is a gorgeous man. He can totally pull off a mustache. But seeing Superman with a giant, like, trucker stash is is just too much. Dude, dude, you know. You know those motherfuckers that are sitting there at the computers doing the CG, though, have several stills of Superman descending down from the sky with a fucking wicked Sinestro stash. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Honestly, the first thing I thought, or one of the first things I thought when I saw the the, the stash uh, um, on Cavill, uh, and I know this isn't the, the move they want me to go for, but I immediately thought of Smokey and the Bandit, fucking uh, Burt, Burt Reynolds. Uh, he's got the Burt Reynolds stash going on yeah. pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, and it's glorious. So I was picturing, so then, of course, the next thing I picture, of course, is Burt Reynolds in the Superman costume. Nobody wears just a mustache anymore. No, no, it's it's not in fashion at all. Yeah. Yeah. I rocked one for a long time because I worked fast food and that's all I could. Yeah. They're like, and, and especially for guys like us, I, I assume it's like, well, I don't have to shave that part of my face anymore. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, that, that explains the beard for uh, us as well, probably, yes. I'm sure. It's, uh, it requires me to do a lot less. Yep. Like I shave it like once every few months. I don't even shave it. I just trim it and then. Yeah. Call it a day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, anyway, um. I hope someday I'm so famous they have to save you my facial hair out of stuff. It'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about um, Stranger Things? We should. We should also mention before we talk about Stranger Things that I finally watched The Kingsman. Yeah, The Kingsman movie is so good. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to the second one that came out. Um, and I think out. I had it's a similar... Uh, yeah, right. Sorry. I think I had a similar experience to you on this. So go ahead. T- tell me about it. Tell me about it. Uh, well, first of all, it opens with... Uh, an awesome soundtrack because it's money for nothing by dire straits featuring sting 
Mm-hmm. Um, as there are helicopters shooting up a desert fortress. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm in. And then, <laughs> like, I I don't even know how to classify this movie because this is this is what every James Bond movie is. Uh, it's what people wanted every James Bond movie to be. But but we didn't get until we got a movie that wasn't James Bond. It it sort of is like uh so I like Kingsman for a lot of reasons and it does read a little bit like a James Bond movie, but um but almost like like in a, in, a, in a parody sort of fashion. It is weird because it, it sort of straddles the line beca- between camp and seriousness pretty yeah. gloriously, and and so that's how you get like an opening scene like that where you got Dire Straits and you got uh, shooting up a Marine base and you know full action glory. Um, so the action in this movie is is really brilliant, a lot of fun. Um, there are some Sam satirical Jackson's bits. Character, oh my god, <clears throat> with Sam, the, the with church the- scene. I can't stand the thought of blood. <laughs> the church scene, the church scene, man. The first time I watched the church scene, I was I had to rewind it and watch it again because it was so good. Um, uh, the whole, the, the, but it's weird. Yeah, the movie is a little bit like a James Bond, James Bond inspired fantasy sort of thing. Um, and then you got the whole hero's journey aspect of it, you yeah. know, with Eggsy. Um, I'm, I'm gonna drop a little bit of a spoiler here. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm, <laughs> after immediately following the church scene. When Sam Jackson kills the, uh, the one of the main characters, yeah, and and like his little henchman with the with the running blades, mm-hmm. is like feels good, doesn't it? No, no, it feels fucking awesome, awful. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, but you just killed all those people. And he's like, no, they killed each other. It's different. <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. The, I don't know how to describe this movie. It's like, you want to say action comedy, but I don't think that's entirely fair. I mean, there are definitely funny parts. Like we're laughing, talking about it right now, but it's an amazing fucking movie. Yeah. And the the action is superb in the movie. So, um, I don't know. It, it is, it's a weirdly awesome movie is what I'll say about it. And I'm looking super forward. to. I don't like fight scenes with a lot of cuts and there are a lot of cuts in the fight scenes in this, but they don't do it in a way that makes me feel like I'm having a seizure. Mm Mm-hmm. So, that's actually, um, I think we might have talked about this on the show, but one of Jackie Chan's rules for how to make a good fight scene is no cuts. Yeah. Or or absolutely minimal cuts. Yeah. Now, you can probably go watch all the Jackie Chan movies in which there are a lot of cuts or which there were more than zero cuts. Um, but I think if you think about the you know prime uh, Jackie Chan movies like Police Story and what have you, it's probably going to be no cuts. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't actually even remember there being a lot of cuts in like Rumble in the Bronx and stuff like that, which were later on. No, I, I don't think there were. Um, and, you know, I don't know. That, that's one of the things I think that's missing a little bit from action movies these days. Like, a lot of the times they don't let the action tell the story so much as they let the camera work. Um, and, and it's most noticeably, like, when I went back and rewatched um, Civil War, um, I remember really enjoying the opening scene with the whole running through. Um, I don't remember where they opened in. Uh, whatever, wherever they open, or whatever. Yeah, where? where, (laughs) uh, Oh, they're. I guess. Well, I don't remember where they were. Where they kind of accidentally have Scarlet Witch kill a bunch of people. Um, yeah, it definitely seemed like it was some kind of African country, but it wasn't Wakanda. Yeah. Um. But when they're running through that whole thing, and uh, you get the the um Scarlet Johansson fights and stuff like that, Black Widow fights. Um. It's very very apparent how many cuts there are in that. Like I almost they, couldn't watch it in the theater because we had front rows. Like, we had to sit in the front row for it. Yeah. And uh, it, every kick and punch comes with a cut. It, like, it's re- really kind of yeah. ridiculous. And when you're already like this trying to watch it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's motion not, sickness, probably. Yeah. Anyway, so Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Um, so 
one of the things that happened um, while we were on a hiatus was Comic-Con International. Mm-hmm. Lots of things came out of there, including the trailer for Stranger Things Season 2, which my wife was like, hey, let's watch this trip. And it was like, um, all right, but I haven't watched the show. She apparently had. Um, she had mentioned it to me before, and I didn't re- really hadn't even thought about it. But then I watched the show, and I was like, oh, well, this doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I decided um, one day that I was just going to binge the whole thing. And so, like, um, watched several episodes when I was uh, working on a project at work on a Saturday. Came home, did my thing. Then the next day, basically sat down and watched the last two and a half episodes. Um, and really fucking liked it. Um, like I still don't fully understand everything about it and I don't think you're supposed to. No, you're definitely not. Um, but I definitely know enough about it that like I went after that and immediately watched the trailer for season two again and got a lot more enjoyment out of that. Yeah. Stranger Things is probably one of my favorite things to come out of the last couple of years. So number one, um, we're getting to a time now where eighties is nostalgia Um, you know, like you can make eighties movies and it is the same as like when we used to watch fifties movies in the nineties or whatever, or I guess in the eighties. Um, yeah, I guess it would have been the eighties, you know, back to the future in the fifties and stuff like that. Um, so we're getting eighties nostalgia movies. And so number one, I, that, that, that's a big part because I, I can't help stranger things feels entirely like a Stephen King novel, doesn't it? It feels like maybe not necessarily a Stephen King novel, but maybe uh, a Richard Bachman story. <laughs> yeah. That, okay. That's a fair point. Um, or, or maybe not a novel, but something out of like Hearts, of, Hearts in Atlantis or, um, you know, one of the, one of the compilation books that he did that, that was like a collection of short stories and whatnot. Yeah. So I, I, I like that. I like that aspect of it. Um, the, the, the era that they chose to do it as like a period piece and the era that they put it in and how well they got that era just totally nailed down. Yeah. Like, is, um, you know, almost a character into itself in the show. Um, it makes a huge difference. Uh, secondarily, the whole D&D aspect of things, like if you had to hook a nerd into it, um, you, you mentioned D&D once, and then you actually play the whole thing like a D&D adventure. Like, th- that's what's a crazy awesome to me. The whole, the whole show plays like a D&D adventure. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, like Easter eggs and hidden things about D&D yeah. in there, which I can't really remember right now. But There, uh, was, even, there was even a, a reference to the Dark Phoenix uh, issue of the X-Men. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of good stuff in there. Um, the kid, I mean, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but the, these are probably the best child actors. Like I, I cannot believe how good the, the, the children are in this, um, which is great because this is a heavily, you know, like a, a big part of the story is the children and, and the child actors, but that they're all so fantastic is, um, another big part that just kind of crushes the whole show. Well, and the fact that they brought in like a legit, like eighties, uh, uh, like oh with top tier actor yeah. yeah so i'm watching this and i'm like man joyce byers kind of looks like an old rundown winona writer and then i was like <laughs> i hit the shit on imdb and i'm like oh <laughs> see i i, I that uh, that's harsh i wouldn't say she's old and rundown i mean she's definitely well older. joyce she's byers not... was meant to look like that though and yeah. obviously a lot of that is, is hollywood stuff like i'm not saying winona looks like that no like, yeah in, in reality I mean, but like but that, that that's that's what's great about it like she looks like an 80s mom like yeah when you picture 80s mom she looks she looks the part uh and uh, you know a lot of that's you know deliberate costume design and 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 you know makeup and whatever um but yeah i think that and then there's that whole meta level of like getting winona to do it um, yeah even better yeah even better she's got a love interest this season yeah sean astin wow awesome samwise Gamgee. samwise my man um um 
which they said that people are going to love him in a way that they loved um what's her name that was really only in two episodes um oh um barb barb yeah yeah but 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 <laughs> people he's are not, pissed off about barb but he's not meant to replace barb they wanted to, they wanted to make that perfectly clear and say we're not replacing barb well but people are gonna love love him like they loved barb they've taken a lot of shit about barb because like uh, Barb just kind of disappears and everybody's like, ah, what the fuck ever. Like, they spend the whole thing, they're like, Will, where's Will? We gotta find Will. And then Barb disappears and they're like, eh, eh, move on. That was, that was a big catalyst though, because you got the older sister who like, that's the, the wonderful thing that the show does is like, you meet the sister character, Mike's older sister, um, and you're like, oh, this is a snobby sister character that isn't going to be really that important to the overall plot. And then she absolutely is. Well, you see, like, like you're actually kind of exposing another masterful thing. Like you've got three different generations of plot here. Uh-huh. Like you've got the kids in the, their whole story and how they tie that all in. And then you've got the mid gen, the, the, the teenagers, teenagers. And then you've got the older with the jo- Joyce and, 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 uh, and the sheriff. sheriff. Hop. Yeah. Hop. Uh, um, Who, by the way, now that I've seen stranger things all in for him as being Hellboy. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. He's good. Um, so I mean, I love Pearlman. Don't get me wrong. Like, but if that franchise has to come to an end and we're getting a reboot and it's that guy, I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of depth to Stranger Things. Um, I, I, man, I'll have to go back and try to find some of the old threads that I was reading because uh, there's a lot of stuff that I think I'm totally missing right now that would be cool to talk about. But it's a great show. I mean, well, I don't want to spoil too much because I think the kids in there got to watch it. But um, Preacher. Preacher. So um. here's a funny story before we lead into this. Um, <laughs> last Sunday I had to move. Um, so, well, I had to continue moving. Uh, basically, the, anytime I'm not working for the last you know, month, uh, uh, I've had to move. So last Monday, and Matt had already told me, like, uh, hey, if you need help moving, I can totally help you. Uh, and so I, I, I called him and I was like, yeah, I, I definitely need help. It turns out uh, this is, I'm not even sure we're going to get moved and we got a deadline because we're in a rental and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, can you come help me? And I fucked up. Uh, he, he said, okay, so where should I meet you? At the old house or the new house? And I said, oh, at the new house, which, of course, is not the right answer. I meant to say at the old house. <clears throat> and they're about a half hour apart. I didn't want to have to have him drive. So I was like, oh, just chill for a little bit. It should take me like, I don't know, an hour, two hours tops. I'll get this thing loaded. You can help me unload it, and then we'll call it a day. You know, that was at probably two in the afternoon. It was three. Yeah, three. Uh, so, so at eight, eight that evening, maybe even nine that evening, I ended up getting to the new house. It was, it was eight-ish. Yeah, so so in the interim, Matt's got six hours to fucking kill at my house. Uh, so one of the one of the things that he did to kill it, you know, besides going through my wife's panty dryer, I assume, uh, is uh, uh, check out the the, the series Preacher, uh, which, by the way, couldn't have been more of a good sport about it because uh, you know, just sitting there for six hours while I I I guess masturbate or whatever, trying to figure out how to get all the shit of her into a U-Haul. Um, yeah, so Preacher, tell me I about mean, Preacher. I mean, the only thing that could have been better about the situation. Is if there had been beer in your fridge. Yeah. I, and I, I would have had beer in the fridge. That was the other thing too. I was like, well, okay, just chill for an hour. Um, I'll stop. I'll get a six pack. We can, you know, unload the thing, have a couple beers. Uh, yeah. So I, I finally got over there at like eight thirty or nine. Yeah. We, we were unloading that fucker until like 1130, I think, because yeah. when, when, when we finally did get over there, I was like, well, let's go get some beers and food. And so by the time we got back, it was probably 10 before we even started, but yeah, whatever. It was, it was a late night. It sucked. I did we not. We moved a lot of stuff. I'm I'm the, I'm not sure I've ever been happier than I am to have not to be done moving. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm probably not really done moving because there's still a lot of stuff that has to be unpacked and taken to the dump and you know just man. But yeah. But but you're out of the old house. Like I don't have. There's to, no pressure. Yeah. Like I can do a show. For example, we can have a podcast again. Uh, so I'm excited. Yeah, that was that was nice. 
That was nice. I actually asked him a couple weeks ago. I'm like, hey, we should do a podcast. Yeah, you know what would be a great idea? What if we started a podcast? Yeah. Um, I think I have a name for it. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so No, but yeah, so I did watch some Preacher. Yeah. Um, amazing series. I really like it. Um, took me a long time to figure out that the old uh, uh, beef magnate in, in town is actually fucking Rorschach. Oh, um, Jackie Earl okay, Haley. So before we go too far, I should mention I'm only like three or four episodes. Like you're You've farther than him. I am. You've so met him yeah, at least, yeah, though. D- don't spoil it too much. Yeah. Yeah. No. Although I will tell you, his character becomes somewhat important. Um, cool. No, it's 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 an awesome show. Um, I am only very loosely uh, familiar with the comic book preacher. I've read like um uh, like some of the the quintessential pieces of it like um so i I kind of understand his origin a little bit which the show mostly gets right there's some things that are slightly different um but uh but his relationship with tulip um is is pretty pretty hilarious uh they get that mostly right cassidy the vampire um they they like him he's He's, fucking hilarious he's hilarious (laughs) um I we can't really talk a ton about it. That's why it just says brief discussion because he is only three episodes in. But it's not a long first season, so I do kind of expect him to be done with it by the time we sit down next week. We'll see. I started watching that one with the wife, so I got to get clearance to watch that on my own. No, you just watch it on your iPad, <laughs> and then you mark them all as unwatched. So then you pick up. In fact, all, a lot of your say mark you like say they're watched anyway now because I watched them. That's a good point. So. Um, <laughs> We'll have to see. This isn't a bad plan. I can I can make it work. <laughs> I mean, the technology side of it isn't too bad. It's it's just can I hold the lie long enough? The whatever show does not in fact condone lying to your wife. Most of the time, <laughs> um, we only condone show. we only condone lying to Eddie's wife. Yeah, that's all. Right now, though, definitely. Um, I, I, just a quick aside. The the primary goal, like, um, I actually told her, like, I don't know what time I'm going to get done with this show. It might be a quick one. Because I haven't put anything in the show notes. Might be a long one. Because uh, maybe Matt put everything in the show notes. Uh, but we're watching Game of Thrones uh, tonight. Because, you know, the, the most recent episode came out yesterday. We were actually a week behind because of the whole move shit. So we finally caught up with uh, the week before's episode. So we got one to watch tonight. And, man, goddamn, is this, this season so good. Like, I don't know how I can condone, you know, like, or, or like get you any harder to watch this but i gotta say we're starting to get so far deep into payoffville like there's so many things happening and it's even like twofold like if you're a book reader and you're watching game of thrones right now i mean i only have to commit myself like 70 hours right yeah something like that you're so far into payoff now you're getting payoff that you don't even get in the books because the 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 show has officially eclipsed the books like without a doubt we're we're out of book territory i think for the most part there's probably some stuff in there that overlaps uh but for the most part we are out of book territory so that's the other thing like every week i watch it's i have no idea what's going to happen and so far everything is golden uh and i like too that there's a lot of things that i've been calling since like season two that are coming to fruition right now uh so that's making me real happy we're, we're getting dangerously close to doing that with uh with walking dead too yeah and um well, did it's you, interesting. Did you hear that Kirkman actually said that he has an end? He has an end, like, and it's going to be soon. I think. No, he said that it doesn't have to be soon. Okay, yeah. He, he said he just knows how it's going to end, but he doesn't know when yet. Like, it's just a matter of the rumor. The rumor, I, I guess, whatever article I read was sort of more along the lines of like, yeah, he's going to be wrapping it up, kind of. I think the show will soon. end before the comic book will. I think so too. I think that's pretty fair. Like, I, I think when, they've already said like maybe season eight is is it for the show. I think. 
we're getting close to 200 issues. I think I think that would be a fitting like if they went to 175 200. Uh, 175 we're, would actually we're 168, be 168 169 right now, so. Yeah. So if they went to 200, I think that would be a, a good suitable place to end the thing, assuming he's got enough story to tell that's, you know, not totally watered down. Um but it's going to be hard to watch come to an end if that's the case though cuz that's I mean it is a comic book series that I really thoroughly enjoy. Oh yeah. It, I uh for as many issues as it's had um in, in a single continuity uh like which minus the most recent two like i literally read every issue of it so far so yeah um that's another thing like the, the, i guess we could get off on a tangent about that but the walking dead is uh sort of remarkable in the fact that it is a single continuity that's ran for 168 issues um comic books i mean obviously we're on action comics like 900 and something or other, whatever. And that's even a renumbered thing, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, yeah. Because it was action comics up through like 920 and then um, New 52. And so then we picked back up at like, you know, 973 or some shit like that. Or yeah. Whatever, but... So we're at crazy high numbers of comics, but the, the continuities generally don't stick. Uh, and there's usually major shakeups and stuff like that. So to go that that many issues consecutively with the same writing team. Uh, and and you know the, just the same storylines and all that kind of stuff is kind of crazy. So, it it it's a little bit painful to see that the story is going to come to an end soon. Um, I I do think it's going to be soon ish. Like in the next five years, I don't expect that we're going to be seeing new issues coming out. Um, but on the other hand, I think that's probably better than than just going until it's like well they they've you know rebuilt the entirety of civilization and it's now The Walking Dead, which talks about you know how everybody's on their cell phones too much. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily ever want to see it get that far. Um, it's just, it's weird. It's weird to me because his entire purpose of, of doing The Walking Dead was because he hated the old zombie movies that just kind of ended. Um, yeah, now speculation. Do you think it does just kind of end? Do you think, like, I, I don't think we're going to, maybe we get a flash forward and it's like, oh yeah, Carl's in charge and he's rebuilt society and stuff like that. Mayor One-Eye, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but do, do, you, do you think that's the case or it's just like, uh, it ends, like... It wouldn't like, surprise me if like, it just Rick dies and that's it. Like just zombies just take over everything. Like yeah. they just run like, Oh, you guys gave it your old college try, but <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Fucking zombies, man. Yep. Um Who knows? That'll be right. interesting. Uh Comic Con takeaways. You got anything else from Comic Con that came out that, that I gotta you be honest on? There's a lot of stuff that I saw from Comic Con that I meant to put in the show notes and I didn't uh just because i was busy and whatever and i don't remember most of them we talked so. on the defenders just slightly defenders was a big had a, deal had a badass trailer thor had a badass did watch trailer. the defenders trailer did watch the thor trailer very good stuff uh man <laughs> i i, I you spoilers know. spoilers i'm gonna i'm gonna throw in um so i'm reading um one of the comic books i'm reading right now is the the gene gray solo series nice it's it's pretty good um but she's so she has, she's had a vision that the Phoenix is on its way for her. And so she's kind of been searching out, like, she's like, well, we saw what it did to Emma and Scott. We saw what it did, you know, to some of these other guys. So she was looking for Namor because she's like, you, you were a host to it and you're fine. And then he lets her like take a glimpse into his head and it's a fucking hot mess still <laughs> left over. But she's like, but you seem like you're over it. And he was like, um, well, I have things to do. <laughs> and, and he's like, but you're a fighter. Like you need, like, you know, maybe I underestimated you when I first met you. Like maybe you actually do have what it takes to beat it, but you're going to have to fight it. Mm -hmm. And so then she goes looking for Thor or Odin's son, as it were, because, you know, 
He's not Thor. We're still unworthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who he finds in a bar at the top of a mountain. <laughs> or she finds. And, like, he starts rambling on and She's like, and you're drunk. And he's like, oh, my, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was just amazing. Just that whole, like, just piece of dialogue right there. Like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, well, that's awesome. I, like, yeah, I don't know. There's you a lot of books. Read some that... comic books one of these times. Yeah, we're getting very close to the point where I can start reading comics again. So that's Dude. that's exciting. Dude, I got my hands on an old iPad too at work the yeah. other day, and I was on Saturday. It was it was like I was like, oh, I need a break, and so like we're not using this iPad for anything right now. So I like downloaded Chunky on it, and like like <laughs> you know hopped on the internet and got to my comics at my house and downloaded a couple issues and totally want to get one. Like it's I'd... really good. Like. It's it's really gotten me like I don't have the money for it right now, but it's really gotten me considering the twelve point nine, the the big boy, the big the no, big the I'm big iPad. Because um on the on the regular size iPad, I don't know, I'm gonna have to try the ten point five, the the latest, the ten point five pro and see what the resolution and the screen size is like on that. Because I think with the twelve point nine I'd never have to zoom. I I could just be enjoying the whole whatever. I'm gonna get the um I'm gonna get the, the iPad twenty seventeen. Mm. just the i mean because it's i mean it's so similar to the air too like it's not even it's pretty close there's very slight differences in like um screen quality but um chances are if i don't tell you about them you won't notice Dude, them, so. it's still 2k resolution yeah it, it, it more has to do with like uh laminate screen versus not and some blah 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 so th- i'm just gonna say like if i don't tell you what the, the specifics are you probably won't notice it and so that's a totally good way to go yeah yeah it's ridiculous cheap too right now um and, and but, I'm, I'm still rocking the ipad air one so i think i'm gonna um, go it the, would be an upgrade for me for sure i think i'm gonna go the verizon route because yeah. i can get it for 20 bucks a month that's 20, not bad 24 dollars a month if i want to up myself to the 128 which i probably will you definitely don't want to what i don't remember what the base on that is but 32 actually 32 is not terrible i have a 32 right now but i do i do ha- find myself like juggling space more often than i'd like so if you if you can um i'd probably go bigger yeah well there's only two sizes it's 32 or it's 128 they're not even a 64 in there in the mix anymore which is kind of silly when you think about it yeah well i yeah. think they finally started to phase out the 16 gig models of the actual iphone too i think yeah I they think did like last, last year so it, it's like fucking finally but but it's um, weird because 64 is not a size for a lot of them like Especially, like, if you want to get, like, the jet black or the red iPhone 7, like, it's, you either get 32 or you get 120. No, I think 128. I think you can only get 128 in those two colors. That, yeah, I think you might be right there. Yeah, it's weird. All right, want to tell me a little bit about Prometheus and Alien Covenant? Yeah, so I watched uh, Prometheus before. I just want to preface that. Like, it's not the first time I've seen that movie. Um, I just had not watched it in a really long time. Um, and so I kind of wanted to gear myself back up for it. So I, I, I checked it out again. Um still like that movie a lot like a lot of people had its problem had their problems with it but i still really like prometheus quite a bit just for what it is um that being said i also watched covenant right after there and if you don't like prometheus you are not gonna like covenant hmm. um which it sounds like fits because um prometheus was fairly well mixed bag uh for most people i think it didn't do super well uh especially critically and covenant from what i hear is is kind of getting its shit handled right now at least critically i i don't even think it was really a box office success it was not a box so that's that's the weird thing too like i watched prometheus and i was expecting a lot less based on what i was hearing and i actually enjoyed the movie okay it wasn't revelatory for me um i'm i've never really been super heavily into the alien franchise i think i've only seen maybe one or two of the movies um and so long ago that i don't really remember most of the you know the things that aren't memes at this point um 
but uh, Prometheus was okay. Uh, I didn't hate it. Uh, I was a little bit like, okay, I can see they can build on this. They can make it a really good thing. So I'm still interested in Covenant, uh, but uh, I don't know. So what what people have to understand too is that this is this is less of a loose prequel now and more of a direct prequel. Like the Covenant is the ship that they found wrecked on Ripley's first mission. Oh wow! So. <laughs> That is, yeah, that's, it was before like a very loose prequel. And, and so that's a very big departure. Yeah. So you kind of know where it's going at the end, but you don't know how to get there. And um, if you are a fan of Fassbender, then Covenant is probably for you because he actually plays two characters and, <laughs> and, and uh, talks to himself quite a bit. Awesome. So um, I do that. Nobody pays me for it though. Because he obviously was the synthetic from Prometheus. He played David. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he actually also plays that character in this movie as well as what is his name? Um, I think it starts with an M. I don't know. Fastbender is another one of those guys that like Hollywood is like, uh, who could we get to play? Um, I don't know this lamppost. Michael Fastbender, get him, get him on the line. Yeah, is that Michael? David? Michael Fastbender. Yeah, why, why am I retarded? Okay, anyway, yeah, that that does seem like a little bit like Hollywood shtick right now. Is like uh, we need to get Fastbender for this. Doesn't matter what it is. You know, yeah, kind of. It's it's gonna be an Assassin's Creed, sure. Uh, he's apparently be... making a sequel to that too, which I don't really. Understand. I did watch that. Did you watch that? I didn't. It's kind of shitty. Uh, yeah, it shouldn't surprise you. It is kind of like an Assassin's Creed game. Like, there's some good mechanics in there, but the story isn't all what it could be. Uh, anything? Well, anything Walter. after two? Sorry, he played Walter and David. Walter was the other the other synth. Gotcha. So. Um, not really anything else of note in this movie. Billy Crudup is in it, which, um, he's most famous for, um, having a giant blue dick. Leaving, he was Dr. Manhattan. Well, and leaving his wife for Claire Danes. Yeah. Um, his wife, who I think was hotter than Claire Danes. I don't know. Claire Danes is pretty hot. Or maybe he left her for somebody else. I don't remember. It's tricky. He definitely was a dick back though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh Danny McBride. Okay. Um smaller part than I thought he was gonna have though. Mm. So That seems fitting actually. Yeah. Yeah. And then Catherine Watterson was the main character in it, and she has really short hair in it, and it makes her look really funny. Interesting. I really don't know what else she's been in, although she's almost as old as I am. Is that Catherine with the C? That is Catherine with a K. Catherine with a K. Okay. I'm gonna have to IMDb because I don't. She was in Fantastic Beasts. She was Tina in Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I think I've still only watched a quarter of that movie. <laughs> um, I feel kind of bad. We started watching that with the kids like I don't know three or four months ago, and we just never got any further. Um, yeah, she's in Boardwalk Empire. She played Emma. The if you're if you're a fan of Boardwalk. Waterston. Okay, there she is. Um, oh, she's somewhat familiar. Um. Oh, that, well, maybe because she was also opposite Michael Fassbender. Well, not opposite, but uh, she played uh, in the Steve Jobs movie. Yes. Which I've seen. Um, yeah. Yeah, that might be it. So, but yeah, no, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it nearly as much as a lot of people did. Ringing endorsement. You heard it here, folks. Matt did not hate it. Go out and buy the movie it, now. It builds off the story that Prometheus told. Um, so if you're a fan of Prometheus, you'll probably like Covenant quite a bit. Um, you're probably also one of like 14 people. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, 
and I guess that I, I'd count myself in there. Like I, the thing with Prometheus is, is I liked it okay when I was watching it, but I still don't really have any desire whatsoever to go rewatch it. So uh, we'll see. Um, me and the kid, I think, are going to watch the Alien franchise. Uh, cool. This next couple weeks, so we'll uh, maybe we'll have her come on and give her review of of the Alien movies. Nice. Video- we're we're going to stay away from um, AVP though. You should. We're not. We're not even going to entertain the fact that that's the thing. I don't think you should. Didn't they make a second one? They might have. I don't know. I don't think they should have. Yeah. Um, okay, let's wrap it up with some video games. Uh, Evil Genius Two. So I told Eddie uh, on Friday, I was like, "Hey, Steam sale right now. Um, this game's called Evil Genius. It's two dollars and forty nine cents. You should check it out because it's one of the greatest things ever made." I totally didn't do that. By the way, sorry. You're fucked. I forgot. Um, this is still on Steam sale. Go grab it right now. I don't know. Well, it was on a weekend sale, so oh, it's shit, Monday. Dog. Shit, dog. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit up Steam right now and see if it's a thing. Okay, keep, keep talking. Evil Genius. Evil Genius was a game. It's, I guess, an RTS. Probably is what it's considered. Okay. Um, okay. came out in 2006 or seven. Um, by from Elixir Studios. Elixir Studios is no longer a thing. Um, the rights have been sold a couple of times now. Um, most recently to a studio called Rebellion. Yeah, it's ten bucks now. Damn. Yeah, I figured it'll go on sale again. I fucked up. I fucked um, up. This game is a game that I've been playing on and off for years, uh, usually pirated copies, although now I own one legally, so I can feel, you know, a lot better about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, you are a megalomaniacal evil genius. It sounds like my cup of tea. You choose one of three avatars. There's Maximilian, who's a little short, frumpy dude that looks kind of like the... Um, 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 fuck... The bad guy from Spectre. Um, the co- Dr. Claw? Spectre? James oh, Bond? Spectre. I thought you said Inspector as in like Inspector Gadget. I don't yeah, know. What... Little, little bald dude with a monocle and a, and a, and a button. I see. Kind of like Dr. Yeah. Evil. But Yeah. Um, he does. He does. I found the link and he, he does strike me like that. Yeah. And then you have over here Carmen Sandiego and then what <laughs> looks to be uh, do- probably a nemesis M- of Dr. Strange. Mysterious Asian gentleman. Yeah. Um. They all have different uh, different uh, perks. Uh, Maximilian uh, is supposed to get research at ninety percent cheaper than the other the other two when you actually steal research equipment. Um, the The idea behind it is you build up your base and your secret mountain base. Mm-hmm. Um, start developing research, um, you know, on different the you know plot world domination that kind of a thing. Eventually, you move from your first base into um, your second base, which. You're on a desert island at first, and then you move to a a, a jungle volcano. Um, the challenge is that the more notorious you get internationally, um, the more uh, spies from different organizations try and infiltrate your organization, and eventually super agents start trying to get into your base, and some of them will literally fuck your shit up uh, pretty bad. They all have specific weaknesses, though, so if you have certain items built by that point in time, you have your henchmen go out and capture them, and you can torture them, and then they stay away for a while. Nice. Um, it's really just about being an evil genius, like developing your, like increasing your reputation worldwide and, and fending off secret agents. That, yeah, now I'm really bummed, because I could have, I could, I should have gotten that. I should have gotten that. It's it's an awesome game. Um, so that was a really long way to tell you that Rebellion has announced that they are officially working as we speak on Evil Genius 2. Um, a developer, not Rebellion, I don't think, but a developer had gotten their hands on it and they tried to turn it into a free-to-play mobile game. 
okay. uh, went over like a turn the punch bowl at church. <laughs> uh, but this is an official sequel. Like it's it's an actual like sequel for your PC, not free to play. Like you're gonna buy the game and sit down and once again plot world domination. That's awesome. But, um, the but the quests are tongue in cheek as well. Like it's there's a little bit of camp to it. Like there's there's a quest in Antarctica where you have to go club baby seals. <laughs> And you okay. don't actually now do the work. I'm really upset because I, I I need this game. You don't actually do the work. Like you have there's construction worker minions. Mm-hmm. So when you order things to be built, they run around and they grab money out of your strong room to go buy the stuff necessary to do it and and uh, come back and build it. Um, eventually you you capture specific things. Like you can capture a maid pretty early in the game, and then you uh, torture her and interrogate her until one of your minion your minions turns into a valet, <laughs> and then you train. You, you train up different valets. Like, you have a specific number of minions that you can have that's based on um, how you've built your base as well as your international notoriety. Mm-hmm. And so as that goes up, the number of minions you can have increases as well. Um, so your valets, you... Sometimes your minions have a hard time staying with your organization and they desert you. Well, if you catch it in time, like, you can put a, um, a weaken tag on one and a valet-type minion will go up and just, like... Mind fuck it into stain. <laughs> but the only ones you can control directly are yourself. Like you have an avatar that you can you like you know, if you're Maximilian, you're a little short fucking bald dude walking around. Um, you can kill a minion if you want to. And if you do it when there's other minions around, it increases the loyalty of the rest of them quite a bit. <laughs> um This game this game sounds awesome. Actually. You you start out with one henchman and you can control him. Like you can tell him to go around and do different things, and he does them. Um, you know they 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 have different perks for the minions as well, um, or for the the henchmen. And then as you gain fame, like you can attract other henchmen as also. So, um, it's it's fun. It's it's very kind of detailed. Yeah, I, I guess I'm gonna have to throw this on the on my wish list so I don't miss a sale like that again because that that sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For two dollars and fifty cents, you can't you can't beat it. Even for ten boxes of steel, but I mean, it's also from two thousand six. So if you don't see yourself spending ten dollars on a game from two thousand six, uh, yeah, I totally get it because I didn't. I waited until it went on the Steam sale and got it for two fifty. Yeah, but it, that seems like a good candidate to go on Steam sale again soon. So anyway, worth checking out for sure. Yeah. Um, last game, uh, last thing actually, I want to talk about a little bit, just very briefly, is a game called The Long Dark. Um, it was an early access game on Steam. I actually bought it in early access, and I can't remember. I had probably another Steam sale sort of thing, and I probably paid you know fifteen dollars or less for it. Um, it is a survival simulation game. Um, so um, when I played it in early access, basically you have no storyline. Um, you basically are just stuck out in the cold, dark wilderness and you have to figure out how to survive. And there's a lot of mechanics behind that. So, for example, you have a thirst bar, you have a, um, an overall health bar, you have hunger, you have dehydration, you have temperature. You have to keep all those bars. Basically, you're managing your resources to keep all those things um, stable. Uh, never really full. Um, uh, it, it is survival, so you don't really ever get full very often. Um, but you had to manage those things and just stay along as long as stay alive as long as you could at least in early access that was pretty much the whole game you like you could play different places and different uh, levels um, but essentially the goal was just stay alive for as long as you can there was a lot of stuff to explore game was a lot of fun it was hard as fuck though like um I think my record was probably like 20 minutes or something ridiculous like that and uh whatever so I put it down for a while I played some other stuff uh 
And recently I saw news that it had come out of early access, which is crazy because that almost never happens. Um, early access may be, may as well be synonymous with like, you're going to, you know, pay for a game that's probably never going to be finished. Um, but this game came out of early access. It's got a full story mode now. I picked it up again and it's really fun. Uh, it's a lot better. Um, they balanced it a lot uh, better. So you uh, like I've, I've died a couple of times, um, but it's not something like I've done nothing but die on anymore. Um, but so far, I've really enjoyed it because um, when you balance that stuff out like and it's suddenly an achievable thing again. Um, you, you can play it and have a lot of fun. Um, plus that whole survival aspect things of things is really cool. Voice acting in it is really good for the story mode. Um, so anyway, check that out. Uh, long dark on steam and no longer early access. I think it's fairly affordable, probably 20 ish dollars. Um, um, like, but again, you'll probably catch it on steam sale pretty soon. Um, if you can wait, um, but yeah, definitely give it a whirl if that's your jam. Um, it's, it's fairly low action. It is sort of a frustrating, it can be a frustrating game. Like one of the mechanics in it is like, if you need food, um, they give you a mechanic very quickly. You can pick up rocks, you can throw them at rabbits, which will stun the rabbit. And then you can go, you know, gut the rabbit and basically turn that into food and other supplies, you know, gut and whatever. Um, apparently it's had four patches in as many days. It is fucking ridiculously hard to do though. So like you, you will throw stones at a fucking rabbit for like a half hour before you actually bag one, at least if you're me, because there's not really like, it's not like a playing a a call of duty or something like that, where there's a nice reticule on your screen. You just throw it at them. Like you kind of have to eyeball it a little bit and it's a real big pain in the ass. So, um, but the game itself is, is a lot of fun, even in spite of the fact that it can be a little bit annoying. Um, and, and those annoyances are deliberately so like if you're into role playing and you want to role play a pretty you know heavily survival based game um this is a good one for you so cool all right i I totally meant to give you that during the kevin conroy discussion yeah what we have here is a a a dc minifig this is a batman of course uh, um from the animated series uh nano metal figs yeah 100 percent die cast die cast yeah he's handsome yeah he's handsome i have i have a few of them kicking around there's there's hal jordan right there oh yeah yeah and then nice there's a few see that's a solid solid metal body i've got a, a whole well array of, of spider-man and other marvel stuff i've got spidey yeah i got spider gwen nice i got symbiote costume spidey i got green goblin and i got vulture these two are actually ex- exclusive like you can only get those in the five pack that i bought these in nice um and then of course i got cap nice nice i've been reading a lot about hydra hydra cap lately so i was like well that's a classic cap i'm gonna get that guy <laughs> um yeah i'll have to check that so, out yeah, you can definitely they're metal yeah well made in china china absolutely I'm sure. absolutely in china <laughs> yeah um but yeah that's 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 a, a, a sort of a housewarming gift of sorts you know you find a new Go nerd shelf in oh your yeah lair. dude I, i've got a, i've got a total nerd shelf thing going on right now so this is perfect actually i've been did, trying to figure did, out how to fill did that, you use that weird up. hush thing that you guys got from deb no that that is i think that's actually just going to turn into a shrine um but uh <laughs> over in that corner where they have like that built in and the shelves and stuff like that um that that i i've unintentionally totally taken over so um like i got all my star wars shit over there so i've got a stand-up vader that's about three feet tall that sits over in that corner and i've got a nice super cool uh vader um coin bank thingy uh that sits up there piggy bank um that's on that shelf now and i've been looking for other stuff to fill that out i've got a few ideas but um you know definitely this 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 uh, batman figurine is gonna uh, head right up to the top there word 
Yeah. All right. That's the show for this week. Um, we still have a show page. You can go to whatever.co and find all the show notes from this episode. You can also find us on Twitter at whatever show. Yep. Facebook.com slash whatever show. Email us questions at whatever.co. Pay us money at sponsors at whatever.co. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's the show for this week. We'll see you uh, hopefully in about a week. Word. Later. <laughs>